from the creators who brought you RuPaul's Drag Race and Million Dollar Listing. This is World of Wonders Wow Report. Things that make us go wow. Hello everyone and welcome to this week's edition of the Wow Report, where we count down the top 10 things of the week that make us go wow. wow. But this week, because it's Christmas, we're counting down the top 10 Christmas tunes that make us go ho, ho, Oh, ho! Ho, ho! All right, so it's a special Jingle Bell countdown, and I'm Fenton Bailey, co-founder of World Wonder, joined by our chief creative officer, Tom Campbell, and, of course, James St. James, editor of The Wow Report. Never heard of him. A very special guest at number one, so stay Tom, tuned. Yes. The very, very end. Thank you. Thank you so much for inviting me. I Someone will who is... Is Santa Claus to the gay people, at least in my life. Anyway, there you go. Exactly. Um, number 10. Number 10. I don't know if you guys watched Saturday Night Live this past Saturday. Yeah. Uh, Aaron Butler, I believe, was the host. Is that his oh. name? No, Austin is his name, but but you can call him Aaron. I'm sure he'll be fine with that. Austin Butler, who's gorgeous. I got to say, there were only two great parts, and Austin's lovely. They didn't do him well. Um, uh, one was... Uh, the wonderful uh, Bowen Yang played a uh, Krampus as like an, an affected gay uh, Gen Xer. Hilarious. Go see that. And the other thing that blew my wig off, if I was wearing one, was hearing Lizzo perform the classic Stevie Wonder song, Someday at Christmas. I um, love this song. I always have. I always will. Stevie, who I've seen in concert, I've gone to his Christmas Tots thing where he sings it. He um, remade it a few years ago with Andre Day. I think I made you guys listen to it then. And I was surpri- delightfully surprised. You know, Lizzo has got to a place where she's kind of at the top of her game. What a year, the Emmy and just everything that's happening to her. And so when she, you know, it's a little bit of a risk for her to do something different. And she performed as Lizzo, but totally a, a beautiful standing there, microphone, beautifully voiced version of Someday at Christmas, and I want to share it with you and our listeners now. And we're going to list all these songs, people watching on YouTube, we're going to list all these songs on the WOW Report, worldofwonder.com. You know, she, she really is at the top of her game, She and we are so lucky to have her. She is the best of the best. It's just, she is she's going to be one of the all-time greats, I think. What is it you love about this song, Tom? It's so full of optimism. I think there's, you know, we all have to, we know how crazy and yucky the world is. And we know that things go wrong more than they go right. But we still somehow cling to a hope that things will get better, if not for us, for the next generation. And that's what the song says. And it's it's also written by, uh, or co-written by Ron Miller, who's not a household name, but he wrote a lot of stuff for, Stevie Wonder did not write this song. It was before he was writing his own stuff. And Ron Miller also wrote an incredible classic that Stevie was the first to record called For Once in My Life. You know that song, For Once in My Life, I Won't yeah. Let Sorrow Hurt Me. One of the most recorded songs in history. He also wrote um, Touch Me in the Morning, co-wrote it by Dana Ross. But Touch me in the morning. So the fact that he has a Christmas song that gets played every year and now re-recorded, and it's such it's just the right Thing for Lizzo to do. It's hard to do new Christmas songs. When you do a cover, it gets compared, but I think she really did a great job of, um, of, of capturing the essence and making it her own. Hmm. All right, so it's Sunday at Christmas by Lizzo. 
someday at Christmas, it's going to be, we're going to put everything on the wow report. There's a, I think it's like a video on YouTube. I know. And there's also, I think it is an exclusive with Amazon music or something, but I've been listening to it nonstop since then. All right. We're counting down the top 10 Christmas songs that make us go. Ho, ho, ho. Number nine, James. Number nine. Mi perito savanero, mi perito savanero. I need to tell you about a song that you probably don't know about, but I am here to spread the word, okay? In the winter of 91 or 92, I think it was, I was living in South Beach in Miami, okay? And Power 96, which was the local dance station, had this song. It was a classic Spanish song by Chaco. It was this little boy, and he sings he sings in Spanish, Mi Barito Sabanero, about a little boy riding his donkey to go see the baby Jesus in the manger in Bethlehem. And it's a song that every Spanish person knows. And he put it to it, he put a beat to it, he put a house beat to it, and he remixed it, and it took off in Miami. They played it three times an hour everywhere you and on every car that drove past, you heard me, but he does have it. You know, you'd go to the clubs and you'd go, me, but he does have it, and everyone would go, me, but he does have it. You know, and at two o'clock in the morning at Warsaw, they would play it, and every queen would scream and run to the dance floor. It was this huge, huge deal, okay. So I had forgotten about it. And then when we came up to time to do this this list, I remembered it. And I went to YouTube and I found it. Remixed by DJ Laz for Power 96, Chaco, Mi Boricho. And I started looking at the comments. And the comments were like, yo, this is my jam. South Florida in the house. I grew up in Broward County in the 90s. And I grew up in Fort Lauderdale. And it was just hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people remembering this song. And apparently, to this day, Power 96 plays it three times a day, three times an hour, starting in November on this on this dance radio station. Everybody in South Florida knows. So this is a shout out to all my South Florida friends who listen to the show. Me, Rito Savanero. Quick question before we listen. Should I do poppers or can I just listen to it without poppers? What do you think? You can do poppers. You can do meth. You can do you can do a little tiny bit of Adderall. I don't care what it is that you do. You can, you can have some chai tea and you listen to it and you are going to start dancing. This is, it's this little boy going to see the baby Jesus on his me barito. Here we go. And we're going to list all these songs. People watching on YouTube, we're going to list all these songs on the WOW Report. World of Wonder. Me, barito sabanero. Me, barito sabanero. What does it translate as? And my 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 donkey. My, me, barito. Uh, my donkey. He's I a would... little boy on his donkey going to see Jesus. All right. That's me, burrito. I was seeing burritos. I was in a sort of Taco Bell sort of thing. Well, interestingly, wish. a burrito, it translates to a donkey. Learn something new every burritos, you're eating donkey meat. Well, it burrito, like ito means little, right? Yeah, like a, a little horse, a little donkey. Donkey yeah. is a burrito. Because yeah. it's a burro, right? A burro, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Fantastic, James. Thank you. Um, I know, right? Number eight. Number eight. Okay, so I'm British originally. And when I was growing up, um, there was a glut of Christmas songs. I mean, the Brits just loved to put out Christmas songs. And one year, 1973, you remember a band called Wizard? See My yeah. Baby Jive? Ah, oh, this was the era of glam rock. And Wizard were a sort of, 
They had a man in a monkey suit. They had kind of purple hair. It was sort of glam rock, but also kind of like um, down at the, um, it was just everything mixed in. It wasn't really glam rock yet. It was sort of just visual chaos. And Roy Wood, who was the leader of the band, who was one of the co-founders of ELO, one of the greatest bands of all time, they released a song, I Wish It Could Be Christmas Every Day. And it's a classic. Every year it gets re-released in the UK. What, 30, 40, 50 years later, I Wish It Could Be Christmas Every Day. Let's listen. And we're going to list all these songs, people watching on YouTube, we're going to list all these songs on the WOW Report, World of Wonder. Now, the thing is, this did not get to number one. It did not get to number one because of Slade, who released Merry Christmas, everybody. And Slade, you know Slade? They were like Bing a gong. Rock. Hmm? Didn't they do being a gong? No, that's T-Rex. Oh, Slade sorry. were kind of like, but same era. Slade were this kind of glam rock rock band in a way that Wizard was sort of glam rock psychedelic. Slade were glam rock pop and they had a song called Merry Christmas Everybody. Wait, you get two? I don't understand. If you were listening, which I suspect you weren't, I would just set up the whole story as being dueling number dueling Christmas songs. The entire raison d'etre of the piece is that British people release a lot of Christmas songs and they battle it out for the top spot. And if you're watching the YouTube, if you're watching the YouTube, you have to go to worldofwonder.net to find the links to these songs because James, of the rules of the Jewish James will be there watching and listening, I'm sure. <laughs> anyway, that's 1973. Slade, Merry Christmas, everybody. Um, and Wizard, I Wish It Could Be Christmas Every Day, dueling for the top spot in the British chart in 1973. Forgive the rather large recap, but let's just catch James up so that we're all on the same page. <laughs> Boy, things alert. we learn, the things we learn. <laughs> Me burrito. Let's take a quick break. Uh, Drag Race, RuPaul's Drag Race Season 15, premieres exclusively on WOW Presents Plus, except USA, Canada, and Australia. Uh, on, and also on MTV USA, first episode, double premiere, streaming free, January the 6th, 2023, with new episodes of Untucked premiering 10 p.m. on Friday. Cool. <laughs> You're listening to the Top 10 Christmas Countdown here on The Wow Report. We'll be right back after the break. You're listening to World of Wonders Wow Report that make us go wow. Welcome back to the Wow Report, where we count down the top 10 things that make us go wow. And this week, because it's Christmas, we're counting down the top 10 Christmas jingles that make us go ho, ho, ho. And we've reached number seven. Hmm. Number seven. I was born and raised Catholic. And as a little child, I took the Christmas ritual and the Christmas story very literally. As time has gone on, I've had to, I really appreciate Christianity and I love the message of Jesus. I'm not always in love with the way people have uh, taken and interpreted and used Christianity, you know, as a weapon and against people when Jesus was only about love and acceptance. But there is, so sometimes I'm not as thrilled with Christmas, religious Christmas music. There is an exception and it is the song, What Child Is This? Particularly a version produced by David Foster, who I, is, is a master musician, 
that he did a few years ago. And it's a collaboration between Andrea Bocelli, this beautiful, you know, Italian tenor, and Mary J. Blige and David Foster. It sounds like an unlikely combination or it would be super square. It's the most soulful, most meaning. And what I got from the juxtaposition of his very formal, beautiful operatic um, uh, presentation and Mary J. Blige's beautiful, soulful, guttural tradition is, what child is this celebrates Jesus the king and Jesus the child? Every lyric is about his majesty and his frailness and his and his commonness and his humanity and that he's a little baby. And that's what I realized. The myth, whether you believe it to be literal or a story, but the idea that a child can come to earth and the slate is wiped clean and all is new and there's possibility again in the world, I think is what makes Christmas so meaningful. My brother had his son Brady eight years ago and it's changed the world. And I'm sounding like a cornball, but it's like, a child changes the perspective, even though they get caught up in things. It's just like the idea of Jesus or just every birth is another chance for the world to be born again. It's just beautiful. And this song, What Child Is This? by David Foster, Mary J. Blige, and Andrea Bocelli really captures that for me. So take a listen, or uh, if you're watching YouTube, go to worldofwonder.net. What child is this? What child? What child is this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's just use that and not even touch on the Use the great lungs on you, Tom. So there you have it. I love that song. And Oprah loved that song. I heard it first on Oprah. And um, I hope you enjoy listening to it. Merry mm. Christmas. Let's move on to number six, James. Number six. Number six, um, another sort and kind of obscure, depending on your, how you grew up or your viewpoint. It's a song called In Our World from Emmett Otter's Jug Band Christmas. I don't know if you guys remember this. Emmett Otter's Jug Band Christmas premiered in 1977 on HBO. And it's a Muppet special. They're Muppets. Okay. So it's, it's Jim Henson and Paul Williams wrote the score. And it's the story of... Um, uh, uh, Ma Otter, and she's a widow, and she's they're poor, and she's raising her son Emmett. And Emmett wants to buy his mother a piano for Christmas, and she wants to buy him a guitar. And so it's sort of an O. Henry story where he, he start, there's a there's a um, a competition in town, and the winner gets fifty dollars. And so they both enter it unbeknownst to the other, and he puts together a jug band with his friend, and they sing a song, and she she sings an old song that she remembers from her mother, and it's sort of a sad song and they both enter but there's this um a bunch of rats who would play a punk rock song and they end up winning so they both end up losing and otter emmett has destroyed his mother's um washing board to make the to do to sing the song he puts a hole in it to make a string for it for his band and she just she takes some money or something i don't know they both they both sort of do an oh henry thing and but they both lose at the very end they are walking back together and they decide to combine the two songs together into one song and then they it's called and they sing part of it and she sings part of it and they slow it down and it's called in our world it is so beautiful. And my mom and I used to watch every single year mm. Emmett Otter's Jug Band Christmas. It's a Muppet special. Take a listen to this, and I hope you love it as much as I do. There you Aww. go. Beautiful. And you can hear all the songs in this uh, Christmas song countdown. Uh, they'll be listed at the Wow Report and also uh, on our YouTube channel, Wow Presents. What is a jug band? 
a jug band is like an old time um, country band in which they use like blow into a jug or they use a washboard that they 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 make like percussion with the washboard. They use sort of like found instruments, like deliverance, like, like in deliverance, yes, without the sodomy, correct? Or you can put the sodomy in, and it depends on it depends on your family. <sighs> Number five. Number five. Happy Christmas. War is over. Let's take a um, listen. And we're going to list all these songs. People watching on YouTube, we're going to list all these songs on the WOW Report. World of Wonder. If you join us. So, James, I take it um, that this is not one of your favorites. No, no, I love it. I absolutely love it. I think it's fantastic. <laughs> what, what was that? <laughs> well, that's just my singing. I just, I'm a terrible singer. No, I'm, no. I was, when I said it, you went, ugh. Like, no, right, I, was right. trying, nah, 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 nah. Oh, I was trying to yeah. sing, but all you hear is like grunts and groans. Yeah, I'm such a terrible singer. Well, I didn't know that. I didn't realize until actually very recently that it was actually a protest song because of yeah. the war is over bit. Uh-huh. Yeah, I just thought it was a Christmas song. And so this no, is no, no. They they were very you know anti Vietnam. Right. Yeah, for two like years sleep in or something. Right, they've been doing the bed in the bed the the bed protests uh, with John and Yoko, and and they first recorded the song in 1969. Um, uh, well, you know, I but think. it also had a huge resurgence in the early 90s with Desert Storm, and then after 9/11, they started they played it a, a lot again. It's had a number of times when it's become very sort of viable. And, I believe and, uh, last year, or the year before, Molly Cyrus did it on. Uh, yeah, Molly did a hot version. That and then didn't um, didn't Julian Lennon recently sing it too? Didn't he bring it back? They did they... that absolutely. All of this is completely correct, and it began life as a billboard campaign. Um, John and Yoko, I think they bought up billboards in twelve major cities, uh, and it just said "War is over if you want it." Happy Christmas from John and Yoko, um, and out of that came came the song. Um, and the other thing I didn't know is that. That song is produced by, um, well, Phil Spector was in the studio as well. And I, I don't know. It, to me, it just has a magical sound um, yeah. that You're just gets correct. me every time. It's some sort, of, some sort of amazing thing. Quincy Jones once said, when you're making a recording, you have to leave room for God to come in. And that, that uh, recording is filled with spirit, doesn't it? Like, there's just something so yeah. indescribable and beautiful about it. Right. Yes, exactly. All right. Let's take another break. Uh, I'll just tell you, though, that making the Yuletide gay a very special Paul in Christmas um, is airing now on WOW Presents. It's our special Christmas special. And it's written by Emmy winner, comedian and gay icon Bruce Valanche. And it might also be a good time to tell you that we have a very special guest later in the show. Not going to reveal who it is. Um <laughs> As we continue our countdown of the top 10 Christmas songs that make us go ho, ho, ho. We'll be right back after the break. You're listening to World of Wonders Wow Report. Things that make us go wow. All right. Welcome back. We are counting down the top 10 Christmas songs that make us go ho, ho, ho. (laughs) And we've reached number four. Number four. I get a little melancholy around the holidays. I think everyone does. Doesn't depress me, but it just, I don't know. Parents are gone. Christmas is past. Christmas is future. I um, 
And I love to celebrate that feeling. I don't, again, I don't think it's a gloomy feeling. I just think it's real. And um, there's three songs, only one of which you have to play a song for, Blake. But there's a beautiful uh, song by Dinah Washington, a lot of people don't know, called Old Santa. And it's just slow and beautiful and, and deeply Dinah, Dinah Washington. And then there's, James, have you ever heard of Joe Stafford back from the big band days? You'd know her if sure. you heard of her. Joe Stafford, yeah. she's this beautiful. She sang, see the pyramids along the Nile. But she has a song called Christmas Blues, which is just, her voice is like butter. But the one that I think captures it best and kind of captures um, my New Hampshire roots and what the deep white crisp snow, crispy snowy winters is uh, Canadian Joni Mitchell's River. I know, but I love it. It's coming on Christmas and she just wishes she has a river to fly away on. This is Joni Mitchell, River. And you can hear all the songs in this uh, Christmas song countdown. Uh, they'll be listed at the Wire Report and also uh, on our YouTube channel, Wire Presents. You know, Tom, I'd never heard that song before. I really, it's, it's totally new to me. Shut up. No, all three of these are new to me. I'm going to have to, yeah, I'm very excited oh about my this. God. Well, I, I love them all. I'm, I'm, I am a, a hunter. The only other, whatever, I'll do it another time, but is there's a, a, a song called New Year's Resolution, which is Otis Redding and Carla Thomas, which is the most sexy, bluesy Christmas song. I, I listen to them all. I know a cover of River. That's how I know the song by a group called Travis from the UK. And it was on the OC Christmas uh, yeah. CD way back in the day. It's a classic. Yep. Are you heading east, Tom, for Christmas? Yes, I'll be uh, on the east coast for a couple of weeks before I head off to the United Kingdom. Uh-huh. I do miss the snow. I like it. Oh, you're having a Mexican Christmas, aren't you? Yes, yes. <laughs> and you leave tomorrow. <laughs> yes, we're going to wear the meteor hit. Wipe oh, that's right. We we put we play my burrito. Me burrito. Yes. Well, now. All right, let's carry on with our countdown. We have reached number three, James. Number three. I'm going to continue in this melancholic vein uh, for a second here because I want to say um, that probably my all-time favorite Christmas song ever, ever, ever is Judy Garland singing Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas from Meet Me in St. Louis. Um, she is It's a scene where she's singing with, to little Margaret O'Brien, and she has never been more beautiful. She is never more at the top of her game vocally. She, everything about this is just, it encapsulates everything that is sort of sad and melancholy and wistful about the season. It, it's a sad song. And the, just those lyrics where, um, you know, uh, in the year, what is it? Um, Through the years, we all will be together. If the saints allow, hang a shiny star upon the highest bound. And it just reminds you of all your friends and family who are not around anymore. And you just, it just, every time I just sob and sob and sob and I love it. I love it. I love it. Um, and it's, um, it's, you know, it, and all the fun and hubbub and, and everything about Christmas. It's nice to sort of slow down every once in a while and just listen to these sort of sad songs and, and make you think about just what the real meaning of Christmas is. When it's she really did cool. it, was she the first one to sing it? I, I believe so. Yes, it was made especially for the. It was made for the movie Meet Me in St. Louis, 
and um, uh, in a sense, taken off. And a, mo- a number of people have done it. But to hear Judy, just there's nothing like it. She's just yeah. Okay. That's one of my favorite Christmas songs, and I had no idea that it originated from that. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. The the, the more you know. All right. Well, I'm feeling a little sad now. Um, <laughs> number two. Number two. Thank goodness we have Whamageddon. Now, have you heard about Whamageddon? Sort of. Explain it. We either no, want to hear Wham or they don't want to hear Wham. It's one or the other. I can't decide <laughs> Exactly. Which. So the Wham song is... Um, Last Christmas. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. 1984, Last Christmas. And it's become so popular that starting, I think, around 2010... This game, Whamageddon, started. And the idea of the game is that as of December 1st until December 24th, the end of midnight, December 24th, you're in the game as long as you avoid hearing Last Christmas by Wham. But if you hear it, you've been Whamageddon. You're out of the game. Um, what, but now they're like there are a hundred different versions of it. Does it have to be the what the Wham version? Because the third rule of Whamageddon is only the original version applies. So you can listen okay. to remixes, cover versions. That's fine. It's just the original Last Christmas. No offense, but I don't want to live in a world where I don't hear the original Wham Last Christmas during Christmas. I don't want to live in that world. I don't know where I'd go. Well, um, maybe have you heard Last Christmas yet this year? Okay, I have. Yeah, it's funny because I was out driving the other day and I heard like five different versions over the course of the time I was driving. It really is sort of ubiquitous. It's it's almost as ubiquitous as Mariah at this point. Right, but I don't know why. I mean, it's okay, but it's not the greatest Christmas song. Oh, it's smooth. His voice is so beautiful. And it it's is. another one of those melancholy love. It may know. no, it really makes no sense. The lyrics to it are absolute gobbledygook. Last Christmas was spent five weeks at number two. It didn't make number one in 1984. Do you know why? Well, it could only Madonna. be uh, Mar- Mariah. I'm no. gonna say Frankie goes to Hollywood. No, 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 no. Do they know it's Christmas? Oh, do they know it's Christmas was number so one. Beautiful. So beautiful. It is, it really is. It's another case of dueling British Christmas singles. <laughs> and George Michael is on both. So I think that, that might be the first time a pop star, I don't know whether I have to fact, fact check that. But he also, because do they know it's Christmas was at number one, he gave, George Michael gave all the royalties from Andrew. Um, last Christmas to the Ethiopian uh, famine fund. So it was two. They had oh, two wait, songs. I, thought, I thought he gave it to Andrew, um, the so that he would always have money. Yeah, no, he gave or was it that careless whisper? It was one of those. Or you know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah, they do, I but think it wasn't... we've talked about that before, right. but I don't think it was last Christmas. Okay, yeah, they donated. Let's say all... a prayer, a prayer <laughs> for the lucky ones. But at Christmas time. Thank you. I, I... <laughs> The B side of that was Everything She Wants. You know, that big chonking uh, bass song? Dun, dun. Wow. Maybe. They, yeah. And um, George Michael not only wrote the song, he performed and produced and played every single instrument on that on that track. Well, um, whatever you do, though, do not watch that terrible, terrible movie, 
Last Christmas is based on the song oh, where God. it ends All up right. being the story of a heart transplant because I gave you my heart and the very next okay. day you gave it away. <laughs> it's a and little literal. He's a ghost or he's a ghost or whatever who gave the heart to the girl. She follows him. It's just terrible. It's like Gabe only James can tell you that he hated it and watched the entire thing. Thank I you, did. It's just awful. <laughs> All right. But this does have a happy ending, this story, because last Christmas did make it to number one. Uh, 36 years later, in 2021, it made it to the top of the charts. Number one, which makes it the longest single ever to from release to get to number one. Until last year, Kate Bush was running up that hill. Uh, she yeah. took 37 years to get to number one. It's not Christmas without Kate Hills running up that hill. Kate Bush running up that hill. So now we're going to whamageddon everybody. Here goes. Let's have a listen. And you can hear all the songs in this uh, Christmas song countdown. Uh, they'll be listed at the Wow Report and also uh, on our YouTube channel, Wow Presents. We're going to take one more break and we're going to come back and reveal the number one song and person that makes us go ho, ho, ho. Very special guest. Very excited to welcome them to the show. Um, right after the break, you listen to the Wow Report on Radio Andy. You're listening to World of Wonders Wow Report. Things that make us go wow. Welcome back to the Wow Report. It's Benson here with Tom and James, and this is our special Christmas show. We've been counting down the top 10 Christmas songs that make us go... Ho, ho, ho! ho. Yes, jingle bells, jingle bells. And big reveal, huge excitement, really honored and touched to welcome... Number one. Bruce Valanche. Bruce, you are always... I am one. I am the original ho ho ho. He is you, the spirit of Christmas in Look at him. When look I'm at him. To we ho, there was there was there was no hoes. Yeah. When I was a no ho, I was there were a lot of hoes. <laughs> I have to tell you, Bruce actually has a special relationship with Christmas because on RuPaul's Drag Race Three, you appeared as a guest judge dressed as Santa Claus. I was. I was Santa Santa du jour. And you I also, was, I, I did not know this. This gender Santa Claus. <laughs> you also co-wrote the Star Wars Holiday Special. No! Yes, yes another, I forgot. Another so out. You or why be Ar- was it B. Arthur on it? I can't remember. Yes, B. was on it. I kind of helped talk her into that. Mm-hmm. And that was the episode in which we learned that Chewbacca had a wife and child, didn't we? And we never it, knew that before. Actually, Mala and Lumpy. <laughs> and did you come up it with was, Mala and Lumpy? Or was that your kind of No, that was George. That was George Lucas. He named everybody. They, they're all actually abbreviated names for very long Wookiee names. All Wookiee uh-huh. names have, have at least three vowels uh, and and several consonants, usually repeated through the sentence. Lumpy Lumpy I think, was the kid's name. <laughs> Basically, if you're alive... And like five out of ten laughs you have had in your every every laugh you have is because of Bruce Valanche. He has worked with everyone. Bed Midler, heard of her? She's heard of him. Cher, the the, the, the Donnie and Marie. These are the big people. This is what matters to me. In fact, I remember, you know, listen, I, I'm sorry. I was just reading Cherry Vanilla's autobiography uh, last week, wow. and she yeah. was talking about how very early on in her career, you gave her one of her first big write-ups when you were writing in Chicago. You, she was true. in a I bathhouse. Know that. I, I have to get that book. I, that's yeah. true, yeah. 
she says that she was performing in, in a bathhouse, and you came yeah. and wrote about it. You just you just happened to be at the bathhouse uh, when she was performing. One of those and things. The most important you know, credit, that was my beat for the Chicago Tribune. They said, "You bathhouse, you." <laughs> and did it all? Did it all kind of start because I know you have an acting role in Mahogany. You appear in the Diana Ross movie Mahogany. That's was that correct. a local hire? Is that was is that part that of what? That was a local hire in Chicago. Yes, I, I was doing a. My side hustle was commercials and stuff, but they were all local. And there was one agent in Chicago, a woman named Shirley Rich, and she um, she she booked everything. And this this part came up in Mahogany of a, of a, of a dress designer. <laughs> and so she called me and said, you want to do it? And, Fine. I didn't even have to audition. Good. I just went over and did it. So it's a long story. It's all in the book, which I'm writing as we speak. Oh, I hope so. I'm on a break from, from digging through the bowels of my career to come up with a number. <laughs> How do you spend the holidays? What do you, what do you, what do you plan for this oh, year? Oh, you know, I, I lay low because I'll probably be writing because everybody else is, is you know, frolicking and they're all they're all with their fucking loved ones. So I uh, I, I just <laughs> I, I just sort of, I like to retreat. But this time I'm, I'm actually going to go to West Palm Beach because this musical I wrote, is um it is is not premiering but it's on tour and it's going to be at the Kravis Center from the 28th to the 31st and uh, can I tell you about it? May I yes, tell yes, you about please. it? Ivan, well, it's a COVID project. I mean, I, I it was an idea we came up with a, a collaborator and I came up with, um, uh, and we got a grant to write it, a PPP grant from a theater in Florida. And it's about a guy, 40 year old gay comic who's never happened, who's working as a waiter at Caroline's Comedy Club. In, uh, in New York, just just closed, and the pandemic hits. The club closes. His relationship breaks up, and he has to quarantine in the attic of his parents' home in Longview, Texas, where he has an intimate relationship with his imaginary friend Dolly Parton. <laughs> so As we all do, Dolly, yes. He comes off a, a poster in the wall, and uh, they have a very significant evening, and. Um, uh, they liked, we did a Zoom, they liked it, and I had to call Dolly and uh, get the rights for the songs. I thought she'd shot it down, and she loved it, and she's now our partner. So wow. it's, it's called Here You Come Again, How Dolly Saved My Life in 12 Easy Songs. And we, did, we premiered it in Delaware, and then we played Dallas, and now we are going to West Palm Beach. So I will yeah, be there for the holidays, for New Year's Eve, raising a glass with my actors. The unstoppable Bruce Valanche. What can I tell you exactly? But until he hits a wall, which happens periodically. Well, when does the book come out, and have you got a title? Uh, yes, the book is coming out next year, and uh, uh, it's it's basically how I wrote the worst television shows in history and lived, like the Star Wars <laughs> Halloween special and the Paul uh, Halloween special, the Star Wars special, and it's called. It seemed like a bad idea at the time. I love it. <laughs> and, and it's just about all the lousy stuff that I've worked on. And I've met, I shoehorn in some good stuff while I'm at it, just so it doesn't seem like, you know, I'm just hopelessly floating in the ocean like Kate Winslet. Well, what Tom said about four out of five jokes is pretty true because you've written for the Academy Awards, the Emmys, uh, the Grammys, and the Tonys. So you kind I of am are a writer. I've written. You I'm have, got a, yeah. award show writers. I, I'm. I'm now. I know. I'm not alone in that. But yes, I've written for all of them, and some of them, like the Oscars, twenty five times, and oh, the wow. Grammys, many, and Tonys, and, and, and yeah, I've done all of them, and a lot of other ones. You know, like the American Bulimia Awards. 
Cakewalk for three years. Fabulous. And show. do you have a favorite Christmas song? I have a couple of favorite Christmas songs. I have an up one and a down, and then a really wonderful melancholy one. The up one is uh, when Darlene Love sings Christmas Baby, Please Come Home. Love that just song. She just this week on The View. She she was singing with, um, yeah, she does it every year. And She's it's, so uh, fantastic. It's actually, the lyric is it's very plaintive, but the song really rocks. And the other one is gorgeous. It was written for a, a Peanuts special. It's called Christmas Time is Here. Oh. And uh, you've heard of Patty Austin sings, Christmas time is here. Da, 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 da. Uh. And it's, you know, Snoopy and they're doing marshmallows and uh, all very sweet. And, and it really is. That, that whole album. That, yeah. that whole Vince Giraldi album. The, 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 no, it's been Giraldi. Exactly right. It yeah. brings a tear to your eye. Every single one of them is so melancholy and beautiful. Yeah. I love it. But it really does kind of capture the whole, the the, uh, the melancholy side of Christmas. I mean, the idea that everybody stops what they're doing and, is, and becomes reflective when they're not, you know, passed out in the punch bowl. So that <laughs> happens too. So, uh, uh, yeah, and here I am wearing my Aretha Franklin's. Uh, Aretha uh, Franklin's. Uh, so good. Aretha, Aretha Franklin's. And I'm totally holiday friendly. <laughs> Bruce, thank exactly. you for being our, our number one, our number oh. one Christmas song. Oh, also, okay. most importantly, oh, my gosh, like amidst all these amazing things you've done, you are also the writer of Making the Yuletide Gay. By golly, yes. With, yes. On, on the Wow, on the, on the, the Wow uh, YouTube channel. Oh, yes. wow. Well, you know, I did the, I did the Paul Lind uh, Halloween special uh, 40 years ago. and uh, <laughs> A classic. A very, a classic and he had great minds, great minds around the single track because this last year we did Hocus Pocus 2, which, uh, and I worked on, I'd middlerized on Hocus Pocus 1. And we middlerized Hocus Pocus too, and it was such a huge monster, 2.7 billion hits on on Disney Plus. That uh, I thought, well, you know, if you can bring that Hocus Pocus back, we can probably bring the Paul Lind Halloween special back. And as I was thinking that, the phone rang, and someone said, "We we love the Paul Lind." Scott Rocket said, "We love the Paul Lind Halloween special. Let's do the Paul Lind Christmas special." So that this is great because, it, but we had a theme. The theme was that everybody on it was in the closet. And everything was going to be a double entendre because it was it was if they all crept out of the closet for a minute in 1977 and did did a Christmas show with every double entendre and every coded thing possible. So we had Michael Arrington, who's brilliant, playing Paul, and we had David Hernandez as Salminio and Spencer Day as uh, Tab Hunter, and we had David Macaccio as Liberace. And uh, and Lady Beat, Lady Beat, Lady Bunny as Lady Bunny because she was there in the seventies. We don't tell anybody. And Jackie Beat as B. Arthur, who was not gay, but just sort of fits into the, the whole thing. So you mean they're all dead, by the way. It's all dead people who were in the club <laughs> for a hundred, Alex. That's, you work with them all, alive thing. and dead. I love that about you. Alive and dead. So we shot it a few weeks ago, and it and it dropped last week on on Wow Presents YouTube, and uh, a lot of people watch and they're laughing. So I'm delighted. It's, it's going viral. It is the sen streaming it's sensation viral. of the holiday season. So. <laughs> oh, good. Mm. Something should be because you know how many how many blue people can they watch slim? 
<laughs> Thank you. The way of water. That's right. Gorney doggy paddling through. And... <laughs> well, yes, yeah, Sigourney Weaver exactly. can hold her breath for doing four minutes. Stroke. They have no breasts, but they're doing a breaststroke. It's uh, <laughs> me to talk to Cameron about that. <laughs> Bruce, thank you so much. Uh, congratulations. Um, we thank love you. you. And um, thank you, everyone, for listening to the WOW Report this past year. Happy holidays. Happy Christmas. Merry Christmas. And uh, we'll see you all in 2023. Same time, Yay, Merry Christmas. Hey. Right. Take care. Bye. Have fun. Bye.